Everybody, look who we have here. The legend himself, Alex Keller, Chad Michael Collins. How are you, brother? My friend, Dan Allen. <laughs> Much uh, Zelda 8-bit heart container love for Dan Allen Gaming, my friend. Good to chat again after all these years. Very good to see you, brother. Every time I see you, you've got a new mug, a new cool mug that you're show, showing off. I got to cut down. I got to cut back, you know? <laughs> Oh, so it's a, it's a healthy obsession or an unhealthy obsession at the moment? It is. Uh, you know, it's just hard not to let your nerd flag fly. And what better way to do it than with with mugs? I like form meets function. So, you know, you get your, your nerd expression on. And uh, it's also a practical water container. Sorry, man. I'm actually, well for some reason, I'm welling up. I think I just, I love you so much, man. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> for some reason <laughs> i can't control the tears coming down it's been so long but uh it's great to see you brother i wanted to start off by saying you know thank you for you for for being so kind over the years to me and even just to your community and you were my 10th interview and now i've done 175 so just thank you to you brother i didn't know that. i i didn't know i cracked the top 10 man yeah it's amazing my God, how far you've come. I was just talking about you the other day to my good friend Martin Copping, and I just sat down. Just, he's so great. And I think what people don't understand about YouTube content creators and like like yourself is that it takes an unbelievable amount of hard work. And it re really, really is. And, and you know, you deserve all the success in the world. I see your YouTube placard in the back. Much deserved, man. I had no idea that I was uh, I, I was number number 10, man. But it's so, so happy to see you grow over the years. You're, you offer great things for the fans. Uh, and I know they really appreciate your your insights and your interviews, man. So let's let's keep it going. Thank I want to be number five hundred as well, Dan. Can we can we arrange that? <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you on every year now, just to just All to right. chat nerd stuff because <laughs> everyone, well, not everyone might know that you're a bit of a nerd. Um, you know, you love fantasy D and D. Secrets out by now. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this, this backdrop doesn't help. <laughs> no, it's not helping your case. If anyone wants to ask Chad a question today, please uh, use the link in the donation where where um the link in the description. We are trying to raise some money for Game on Cancer, a great charity down here in Australia, Cure Cancer. Um, so if you want to ask Chad a question, we will get to them eventually. Throw five bucks over there, and we'll Chad will answer it the best he can. Why you chat? I'll make it extra special if you if you donate to this great cause. Thank you, man. Hey, before we um, get into everything, when's the last time we chatted? 2021, uh, just a year or so after Modern Warfare 2019. I think you'd just come back. You know, we yeah, thought you were was, dead, uh, and now you're back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, God, what was that? Season, season three when they announced that Alex was was back and that was the uh, the battle pass with Tulam Ronan Ronan um yeah man 2021 I remember I had the long hair and the really crappy green backdrop uh <laughs> watching the, those clips back in the day I didn't know much about the that's what that's when the entire world changed right everything went to zoom and uh webcams and and backdrops and stuff like that and I was an amateur at that at best so <laughs> it probably didn't age well I, I've I've mildly upgraded but I wouldn't say it's superb what's your out of all the collectibles you got there what is your your go-to because besides the besides the alex pop vinyl which you showed me last time which is sick yeah. 
whoever made that is a legend. Besides that, what's the go-to? I know you're a G.I. Joe fan, but I'm seeing some cool stuff there. Braveheart <laughs> at the top there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're oh, – sorry. There we go. Webcam problems. We've got uh, Thief Conan. God, I need to practice this. We've got a D&D tankard, uh, Thief Conan from the original Arnold Conan movies. We've got William Wallace, Braveheart's my all-time favorite movie. We've got Minx, Minsk. Minsk and Boo from uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate. There's a little. Oh, you've got, got Minsk. We got Red Sonia and Conan down below that. We got my D and D guides and manuals, um, and some starter kits. We've got uh, Funko Alex. We've got Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, my all-time favorite Super Nintendo game. Uh, and that's just one side. But what's that's your favorite? Desk. What's your favorite, Chad? My favorite of all favorite. the collectibles. <clears throat> Number one. Number one, um, you know, honestly, if if this place went up in flames, what I would want to do is go go to my comic book collection <laughs> the most because I've got, you know, G.I. Joe number one. I've got all my old Punishers and uh, all this other stuff. So, you know, those things actually will retain values. I don't know if Funkos will retain value, although I, I, I kind of adore them all. Um, it'd be hard. <laughs> it, it, it'd be some uh, it, there'd be some harsh cuts, Dan. And I just hope it doesn't come to that. Of course, I'd rescue the, the custom Unc, uh, Alex Funko, which I think came from Australia, by the way. Oh, wow. Australian friend of mine named Janine got that special order, and I think she shipped it up from Australia. So Shout out, Janine. You're an absolute <clears throat> legend if you're watching this at any point. Because that, I, I'm, I'm shocked they never did it. Because that game was so damn good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it just never came about, did it? If they don't do the merch, you just make it your, yourself, I guess. <laughs> they don't do any merch, do they? Yeah, I haven't. I've, yeah. I think I've tried to Not buy something. specific anymore, really, it seems. Yeah, I, I feel like there <clears> was <throat> a ghost pop vinyl, though. I know, I mm. mean, they always favor Ghost, the bastard. He's, I think he yeah. had like 30 skins in, in Warzone. <laughs> I mean, how many Luke skins can this guy get? Such an iconic <laughs> character, man. <laughs> it's really so good. Uh, so have you um have you been playing Baldur's Gate three? Because I know you're a big D and D fan. I mean, this is like did, an incredible yeah. game, man. I don't know if you've played it. it. It's beautiful, man. And I I did. I I've kind of messed around. I've only put like four total hours in. Of course, hour one goes into character creation, as with any of those <laughs> games. So damn options. But uh, I created a barbarian, and uh, kind of played through you know a, a, a few hours worth just to kind of get used to the mechanics and. Just see what the overlap was, because, you know, I love to sling the dice in real life, and I was just curious to see how they kind of uh, adjusted that for a video game open-world setting. And I was a huge fan of the original Baldur's Gates and all the expansions, so I've always played those and replayed those through the uh, the retro offerings and everything. So I, I do plan on investing a lot of more. Maybe the holidays I'll have some downtime and be able to really uh, crank through it. But uh, I'm, I'm loving what I've seen so far. It's really... Really, really well, well done. It's, it's no surprise how successful it is. Well, Minsk is in it. I, I'm sure you know. Yeah. So yeah. you've got him up there. I mean, you're going to love this game, man, if you can. Oh, my gosh. I know the gameplay like, might be weird for you, but if you can get past yeah. that. It's pretty manageable. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. And, uh, I mean, look, I'm used to working off a paper character sheet, rolling dice over here. So this kind of just streamlines the entire process. So. Uh, I, I know that I'll dig it. And um, 
I re I've really loved what I've what I've seen of it so far, and it's really cool to see a lot of friends of mine even even streaming that now. And uh, I don't I don't blame them. The co op thing is what I'm really interested in. So I got to find some friends to to party up with because if you play D and D, it's all about the party, the band of adventurers. Well, last time we spoke, you were doing a lot of D and D. I'm guessing that's it's no different to this day, right? <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of tapered off a little bit just because. Oh, okay. You know, we had a 2020 where Warzone D and D. We, there's plenty of times reading fantasy <laughs> novels. Plenty, there was plenty of time to 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 kind of get all that out of your system. So it's tapered off a little bit, but I'll I'll always be at least going on in uh, in one game. I've had to stop running games just because of the time constraint, but uh, I certainly got my fill during that year and the and the following year. And you were also last time we spoke. I think you were going through the Witcher books. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Did you end up getting all those done? Yep, finished all those. Uh, finished all of Joe Abercrombie's awesome, fantastic uh, books. He's a fantastic underrated oh, author yeah. who creates a really fantastic little fantasy universes. Um, yeah, I got through, I think there's eight, eight Witcher books. And then I fired up the old retro games and played through those. And, you know, I enjoy that series on, on Netflix quite a bit. And uh, I think that, I think that cast is incredible. Yeah. Is, is So is Henry done now? Henry Cavill? Is, have they switched him or what happened? Do you know? Well, know where that stands because i know there was a bit of a controversy where he was he was out and then he kind of came back and I, i'm not sure if he's out again um mm. you know which would be a shame because i thought he absolutely crushed it you know he's such a great actor and you know people don't understand the the amount of effort you got to put into that the martial arts so you know the sword training and the and the fight scenes and the sequences and stuff and even just like you can tell the prosthetics, like the hair and, and the contact lenses that are like, none of that stuff's comfortable <laughs> like that. Well, that wardrobe's not comfortable. You would know, yeah. wouldn't you? That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> so, hats off to, to those actors and um, him, him in particular. I'm, I'm very impressed by by him. I loved him in Mission Impossible. I don't know if you ever saw that one where oh, he, yeah. he reloads his fists. I mean, that was a yeah. great scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. Um. So going to Modern Warfare, uh, I'm looking at the back of your wall there and there's a Warzone picture. And, man, I get nostalgic. I wish they would bring back for dance, man. That is the greatest yeah. map ever. Oh, the memories of her dance. The memories, you know, man. There's, there's rumors. I mean, I don't really know. You know, I, like I was telling you before, is you know, I'm on such a need-to-know-above-my-pay-grade basis. I have no idea, but I think we all miss Verdansk and our fondest warps. Warzone memories come from uh, from Verdansk. You know, me and my friends still joke about it. Drop it into prison. <laughs> oh, you're a prison man. Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Pick yeah. up a king contract, drop into prison. Hope for the best <laughs> that we don't, the gas doesn't catch up with us. Grab so I'm sure you had a, a few quick games along the way. What's drop that? I, I'm sure you had a few quick games dropping in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're not alone. <laughs> they can be quick, and that's <laughs> I prefer to drop alone, Dan. No offense uh, to uh, anyone else, but yeah, that's usually the end of me very quick. That's a trip to the gulag immediately if uh, another squad drops next to mine. <laughs> Man, it was it's actually so nostalgic now. I I tell you what, I gave Alex so many wins over the years. Man, you have to thank me. He saw that end screen very many many times. I was rocking well, you I've for years, man. That's a lot better than I treated, man. Uh, you, won't, you don't usually find him getting in that helicopter and exfilling. You usually find him with an awkward dead face on the ground. 
So thanks for treating him well. Lord knows I tried. Hey, but you you got you got it right in the end, right? You're getting better now. I have friends that are very good. So <laughs> uh, Alex is always Alex ain't too proud. He'll take a carry, as the kids say. You're not say. giving yourself any credit. <laughs> I'm okay. On a good day, I'm I'm a mediocre player, and I'm I'm all right with that. If I had the sixty hours a week to pump dump into it, maybe I'd be slightly above average. But you know, it's it's it, you gotta you gotta do the the risk reward benefit on on your time. Have you tried the multiplayer? Have you? Because I know that's a that's pretty full on. But have you ever gone in there and tried your hand at that? I mean, when when I first started streaming, not knowing what the heck I was doing, you know, during the uh, the pandemic, uh, we did we did I ran a lot of multiplayer just because I didn't know anything about you know call of duty I've, I've only ever played campaigns so uh it was fun it was hectic it was crazy you know i got a, I got a sweet spot for rust and um you know shipment is just wacky as hell so i really enjoy <laughs> it man. but i'm not built for it, man like those that that's for the quick the quick twitch players you know and that's just not me jumping all around going prone you know jumping in the air one way turning shooting someone in the head i'm like i can't do this <laughs> so well so Multiplayer for me is, um, let's just say we get a lot more uh, deaths than kills every time. Humble pie, asshole. It is. I, I eat it constantly. It's my, my favorite dish. <laughs> so going back to Modern Warfare, so you came back in Season 3, I think it was, for Warzone, and then we didn't see you for a little bit. Modern Warfare 2 came out, and I'm thinking, where's Alex, my boy? Where is he? <laughs> We played. I play. I played through the first one, and you're in it. You know, you're the main character, basically. You and you and Price and Farrah, and and then you you've gone off, and then of course you're in the raids. You're mm -hmm. in the raids. You come back in the raids. So what was it like shooting those scenes with um with the guys for the raid scenes? Well, I was thrilled, man. When when Modern Warfare Two, obviously, I didn't get the call for Modern Warfare Two. Uh, I just think the storyline and what the, the the story they were trying to tell. Um, you know, it, it maybe didn't make sense for Alex to, to, to be in that or get involved. Um, and so I kind of, I understand creatively why that, why that was, um, yeah, there was cartel Alejandro, and, you know, yeah, and Valeria. Yeah. You know, where would he fit in, in, in that whole scheme of things? So I can understand creatively, um, putting him in there might've just felt forced, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then it's, I, t I totally get that, but right around when that game dropped is when I, I kind of got a call and they were gauging my schedule for, um you know and i kind of found out like last fall that i would be coming back and uh recording the operator package with the 1100 battle chatter lines and stuff like that <laughs> which was really cool to hear you know they kind of told me about the raid uh dlc that they were going to do um you know and when i was actually on i was on set when they dropped uh raid number episode one I had no idea. I was there filming raid episode three, I think is when you first actually meet me. I was there at the end. I think it was the end of like December, 2022. And, mm. um, you know, I'm literally filming and working with the amazing people, infinity ward. And my phone starts blowing up because they had that like picture of Alex and like, uh, with Laswell kind of given the, um, the intel on on the mission for the rest of the team so i was blown away i didn't know and so it was very very cool that the, that was teased uh and and i actually la learned about that while i was on set filming episode three 
uh, for my my appearance on that. So it was uh, it was cool, man. And, and Infinity War was really great. They said that, you know, they've never forgotten about Alex and uh, everyone over there loves Alex. And they've got, you know, had more plans as we go for for Alex. It was really cool, you know, because they don't call you when to tell you you're not going to be in things. They call you when you know, <laughs> they need you to go up and, and to do the thing. So, you know, I'm in the dark and just eternally grateful for the ride, even if it stops. And uh, but it was very cool to to see Alex return to the raid and wrap up that Modern Warfare 2019 storyline with Hadir and everything else. And I thought that was really cool and very well done, even if the raids themselves were so damn hard. <laughs> Dude, I love the I really love the raids. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. I think it's the coolest thing they've done in, in ages. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. it was just different, you know. Mm -hmm. People responded really well to him, and uh, you know, I never played anything like that before. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm lucky to have good uh, gamer friends because without them, <laughs> I might still be trying to get through the raids and unlock Alex. <laughs> I actually think they got easier as they went on. I feel like they toned yeah. it down a little bit because I think the first yeah. one was very hard from memory. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like episode three, is that the one where you had to jump across the electrified water to punch in the number sequences across like the 11 terminals? I don't oh, remember which. I, I think that remember, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That one was a nightmare. Uh, that that one was absolutely brutal. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out who, how you kind of divide the room between three people and punching them and timing it out. Less than 10 seconds to hit the next sequence. And that was that was a uh, hilarious so if you you did play through the ball on your channel, didn't you, on your YouTube and Twitch? I did, yeah. I I streamed a couple of them live, um, you know, because I'm just like you know, watch me, watch me suffer, uh, watch me struggle. You know, <laughs> struggle is real. So it was very entertaining and and uh, made for some pretty pretty good content. And um, you know, I, I I love streaming just because it shows that uh, Call of Duty can be enjoyed by anyone of any any skill level and uh i'm certainly not going to go pro anytime soon so <laughs> it's fun to have some laughs and you know share some stories of, of filming and what it's like working with certain actors and you know i think people really appreciate that and um you know and i think it's pretty rare that that actors play the games that they're in you know video games are not everyone's thing but as you can kind of see i've been a gamer my whole life so it's really really a, a treat for me to be able to drop into a game that i'm i'm lucky enough to to be in is it still surreal for you to hear your voice and see your likeness in a game of this magnitude? <clears throat> yeah, you know, you kind of get used to it. Um, you get used to it? <laughs> I don't notice it. You know? I really don't notice it anymore. And um, every once in a while, it's it's uh, fun. And just really, you know, what I think as an actor is, you know, when you do a, a TV show or a film or you're in a video game, you know, when those cues kind of come up or you're watching a scene, really, it's like a, it's like a, video diary you know so you remember the day you're on set you remember which co-stars were there or you remember the time in the voiceover booth and it just brings back really fond memories you know again and again and again so i think that that's what i i enjoy the most um just deeply appreciative of the opportunity to be in uh call of duty and so when those voice lines kind of trigger and hit it just kind of takes me back to the uh the voiceover session the recording session or the uh, you know the cinematics that we filmed and everything, and it's just nothing but fond memories. I gotta say, I'm jumping ahead, but in Modern Warfare Three, I did pop when you said yes, ma'am. I kind of yeah. it got it a I, nice callback. Yeah, yeah. You can thank Brian Bloom for that. Yeah, Brian Bloom's our 
He's the Dave Filoni. What Dave Filoni is to uh, Star Wars, uh, Brian Bloom is to the Call of Duty universe and fantastic guy to work with and a great writer. And, you know, it, it, that was a nice callback line, you know, very different than the first time he said, yes, ma'am. And then we never saw yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. It's a different context. But, isn't uh, it? <laughs> this one was just like, all right, Far, you do your thing. And I got you. You know, this is kind of a, an exasperated like, yep, okay. <laughs> Headstrong Farah. That's why we. Uh, that's why she needs the calm, cool, collected Alex at her side, I suppose. And speaking of Farah, that that raid ending with Hadia. What was that like on the set to watch that happen? His death scene. I think it's public oh, knowledge yeah. now. Yeah, that was oh, a very God. intense scene, man. I, I and I, I do believe you spoke with Aiden. Had, Brisk, yeah, yeah, I did. Plays uh, Hadir, you know, and we we had all become very close filming Modern Warfare night 2019. That was such a special scene. I remember reading the. Um, the material pre preparing for the shooting day. And I was like, I just know these two are going to knock this out of the park and really just an incredible touching, moving goodbye scene, you know, under tragic circumstances. And I was blown away, you know, and usually when, when, when obviously that's their scene. So it's our job to not get in the way and to really just do whatever we can to let them do their thing and kind of support that as an actor. And, they really crushed it, um, you know, and it was really, really, really a moving, touching scene. And, and you know, if, if you have to unfortunately say goodbye to a character, I thought that was a beautiful send off for uh, for Hadir. So it really uh, it really impressed me and all the feels and all the emotions were there. No surprise as uh, Claudio Dumit and Aiden Bristow are, are top, top shelf actors. Yeah, we're just we've just got it on the screen now. Yeah. I guess you're you're kind of in the back with oh, was Barry on the set for that as well? <laughs> I didn't even realize. Uh, he's there sometimes, sometimes he's not. I don't know how much I can say about the filming process, but we we uh we worked a lot with uh Justin Harris over at Infinity Ward, who often stood in for price, um, you know, and in rehearsals and other things like that and did a great uh, okay. great price impression. Uh he was he was awesome. He's Justin's been our poor man's price. Uh, for for a while, and he, he really brings the ruckus, and and uh, very very cool. Dude, look at the emotion in her eyes. You're watching the stream, right? There's yeah. this emotion in her eyes, and same with Aiden. Did you yeah. see that emotion on the set in their eyes, or is that something oh, that's, that, real. that's real? That's real. Yeah. yeah, and they probably digitally enhanced it. I'm guessing a little bit, but Claudia was in it. You know, Aiden was in it, as they say. They were they were feeling the feels, doing the thing. So. I have uh, no doubt that the glassy-eyed is just a byproduct of their fantastic acting skills. You know, well, when, I was there. You feel it. And and when that scene's over, obviously he's he's gone now. That's it. You know, they with Alex, there was no dead body, so there was a chance that you could come back. Not really right. a chance for him to come back after that. What's that yeah. like when you're wrapping up? Do you say how do you say goodbye? You know, after that many years of working together. Yeah, and you know that's tough. I don't, I don't know if they can put Humpty Dumpty Hadir back together again after all his insides are mush. Uh, I'm not sure there's a surgery for that, sadly. <laughs> so you know, uh, it's, you know, tragically, it probably is the the last we will see of of Hadir. And I remember it was a very emotional scene. You know, goodbye. You know, it's just weird. You know, it, it just like when we wrap Modern Warfare 2019. It's like we don't we don't know what the future is. We don't know if we'll be working together again. We don't know if they'll even continue with another modern warfare, you know? So 
that's always kind of weird is you become so close. I mean, we filmed on and off for a year and a half on Modern Warfare 2019. So when it was like the last goodbye, it, it is awkward. You know, you can't really capture the moment of, of saying goodbye because you don't know it'll be the last time. You come very close and um, really, really good friends. So, yeah, it was a tough one. Luckily for me, uh, Aiden, the actor, lives in Los Angeles and not too far away from me. So we do we do connect. We even see each other on random walks once in a while and we get coffee and catch up and we stay in touch. So, you know, goodbye in terms of saying goodbye in a black spandex suit, but never goodbye when it comes to hanging out in street clothes. Hey, I know he's working on a game, so you need to get slide in there and then <laughs> get in there with him. I'd love yeah. to see that. <laughs> well, he's so talented. I don't think there's anything Aiden can do. And that's what people don't understand. Like Claudia and Aiden, you know, put on these unbelievable accents and they had to work with a dialect coach. And of course they're speaking a, another language and they're going back and forth between, you know, that and English. And I'm like, that is just so hard to do. And I know because Alex has a very few, very few lines in Arabic, uh, usually mostly in the Modern Warfare 2019 campaign. And I'm like, this is tough. This mm. is tough work, you know, so they're <laughs> they're rocking an accent. They're speaking in the language. They're going back to English with an accent like so uh, very impressed by those two. And and they, they really knocked it out of the park. And there's a reason why their their characters are so beloved. And you've had so many scenes with Claudia Farah over the years. How's your relationship developed professionally off air, you know, because even in this game, yeah. in this new game, a lot of your scenes are with her. Yeah, she's 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 wonderful. I, I really, you know, it's such a joy to go back and work with her. She's she's very effervescent and you could probably get that. And I don't think she's big on social media, but um, you, you can just kind of feel that energy radiate off here. Just a good human being. We have great chats and, um, you know, she's always off around the world, you know, filming things up in Canada, doing the boys. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's hard to catch people in this industry outside of, uh, you know, when you are on set filming together, but yeah. I've always enjoyed her. I always thought she was really, really phenomenal in the character. But, you know, if you've ever met her in real life, just very sweet, very kind, very, you know, enthusiastic, you know, it just has a really wonderful positive energy. And whereas Farah is just business, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, that's a that's testament. That's what I mean. It's a stark uh, contrast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I actually was thinking about this, Dan. I was like, what, what can I give Dan that I've never really talked about before? Um, mm. because I think people notice like across this. So people say, you know, Captain Price says Farah. Many other people say Farah. Um, you know, Alex, you know, I, I made like a creative decision. I remember talking about this with the <clears throat> Infinity War guys. Cause like, okay, Alex speaks a little bit of Arabic. Uh, that's their native tongue. And that's what they have the accent in. So when I go in there, um, you know, whereas other people might not speak Arabic, they would just kind of give the English or the American version of saying, you know, Farrah, Farrah Fawcett, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I was like, well, let's give Alex a broken Arabic accent. And so it's kind of half and half. It's kind of the American uh, and it's kind of, you know, honoring the 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 Arabic kind of it. So for me, it's like Farah, you know, but properly say. it's like Farah, Farah is the way you would probably say it with an Arabic um, accent. So I kind of split the difference. Whereas most of the other characters in Call of Duty call, you know, her Farah, you know, in that that kind of traditional American, like Western English sense, you know, I've always called her Farah. Just because the, 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 that honors kind of half the Arabic and half of the, the Westerner 
in me and um you know sometimes it stands out in scenes i've never actually had anyone really call it out but i you know alex and far have a different relationship you know obviously so i think it's kind of was a creative decision to kind of reference in it that way for alex uniquely whereas almost no one else in the game uh calls her that or or pronounces her name that way which is more correct uh, the way Alex does it, then most people do it. <laughs> Thank you for so, giving us that. That's a really cool yeah, detail. I, I didn't notice it, but right. now now that you say it, obviously, yeah. yeah, it's it's very apparent, really. Yeah. Yeah, because if you hear Hadir say his sister's name, it sounds completely different. than if you hear Captain Price say, uh, you know, Farah, or yeah. any of the other characters, even Graves, you know, kind of thing. So uh, Alex was just kind of like, let me split the difference. I can represent the American, the Western side of, of Alex, but I can also kind of honor uh, the Arabic side of things since, you know, that character is is somewhat fluent. So you made that decision probably within one of the first scenes in, in Modern yeah. Warfare 2019. Yeah. That yeah, first scene where that. you're in the... Yeah. 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 So I established that in uh, Modern Warfare 2019 and have kind of carried it all the way through. And I'm actually surprised. I thought more people would kind of you know, pick up on that sort of stuff. You know, I, I love all the fans out there, but you know, that they'll, they'll love to look for little nitpicky things. And I was like, Oh, no one's actually really noticed this kind of stuff. So I'm like, let me but give that's this also one a good thing. Cause you don't want it to stand out yeah. in a bad way either. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. But the, the discrepancies and, you know, stuff like this, um, you know, people will, will certainly bring it to your attention. I know there was a scene in season five, uh, the cut scene with graves uh, talking oh, about tanks. Great and, scene. Right, continents so. and certain countries and <laughs> i was like all right look uh these are the lines that i've given and uh if there's an oversight or something i'm just going to kind of pretend it didn't happen and let's carry forth i thought that was a great scene mate with you and graves and you know he's 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 got a presence to him too warren cole he's great yeah that was about the only time i worked with him a couple of times obviously more we did a, a cut scene in Modern Warfare 3, <clears throat> in the aftermath of, hunt, you know, gearing up to hunt Makarov um, and Kony. But, uh, yeah, we did that uh, Season 5 Warzone uh, cinematic, which is really great, you know, to see them, uh, him bring kind of his energy, which is such a contrast to Farah's energy. And it almost felt like Alex was a little bit of the ref. Not not the ref, so to speak, but just, you know, he he kind of was somewhere in the middle, you know, between their two two energies. Uh, so that yeah. was a really fun thing to do. And Warren's a super cool guy. And, and uh, I know Graves has, has become a fan favorite, mostly because of his uh, his talents there. Yeah, why do you think he's become a fan favorite? Do you think people like the anti-hero? Yeah. Would you call him an anti-hero a little bit? like a? I mean, he's, he's a total cowboy character, you know? He's just yeah. kind of, he's got that Wild West energy to him where, you know, money talks and, you know, <laughs> loyalty can be bought and... You know, he just kind of has that energy about him of, um, you know, giving zero Fs and, you know, kind of having fun with it. You know, I, I, I he re his character reminds me of a cowboy in Westerns just because there's a bit of gallows humor. You know, mm. like, I, I don't think it's lost on him that at any point you can go down and your career as a, a mercenary is over. So I kind of like that they built that character up to be a little bit less serious, a little bit less self-righteous. Um, because you need characters to be sober. You need characters to be self-righteous because stakes are incredibly high, you know. And Farah, her country, her people are at stake. Captain Price is trying to take down global terrorists, you know. So it's like there's a gravitas that has to come with that. So it is always refreshing. And those end up being really popular characters of the 
who lean into the gallows humor side of things or like, you know, the Joker, why so serious type stuff. Mm. And I think that's why Graves really resonated, you know, in an otherwise very sober, you know, serious high stakes uh, um, game or, or war. Perfectly put. Keep the questions coming, guys. I've just put the link in the, uh, the comment. It's in the description as well. If you want to ask, chat a question, we'll get to them very, very shortly. So Modern Warfare 3, Makarov. What a threat this man yeah. is. I'm, I'm scared, man. I'm scared for your life moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really scared. Well, if you go down, nothing, man, I will shed a tear. I there's really nothing will. more dangerous than a thinking man's villain. You know, mm. yeah. it's like the, the bullies are a little bit easier to take out because they're too headstrong. Right. But if you've got someone who's a bit of a chess master and a mastermind pulling puppet strings, it's like, OK, your work's cut out for you. This is a job for uh, for Batman kind of thing. So oh, you kind um, of are Batman in this series. So we might be <laughs> all right. <laughs> My goodness. I, I wouldn't mind the gadgets. They would probably <laughs> help me in the war zone for sure. <laughs> Um, so you did? Did you have any scenes with him? I'm just trying to remember. You didn't, did you? No, no, no. I didn't have any scenes with with him. Um, you know, Farah, I think mostly put me on, you know, protect Urzikstan uh, duty throughout throughout the game. You know, while they went off and did some other missions and stuff. So, you know, that comes with the territory of being the right hand man. You know, you got to you got to take care of business at HQ on the home front. So well, she relies uh, on you. When she's off yeah. with other business, you know? Yes. You know, I suppose that's the, uh, what is that? The XO. The XO to the captain. That's right. Um, What did you think? i got to ask you about the soap scene at the end there, man. I mean, I'm guessing you've seen it. I have. And hopefully people in the chat um, have played it by now. Or yeah, yeah. Spoilers, guys, for the ending yes. of Modern Warfare uh, 3. If you haven't, yeah. you haven't played the, the campaign yet, you know. Just mute for the next few minutes and come back. Yeah. yeah, earmuffs mute, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, but I did watch it, uh, and I still have yet to play through it. But I, I was so curious about the cinematics because I, you know, I don't have the whole script when I shoot. I just have the the scenes that that I need to record, and you know, a bit of an update. They kind of tell me generally loosely what's going on, but I don't know how it ended. I don't know what they were going to do. I don't know what the aftermath was going to be. So I was, you know, eternally curious to see what my talented co-stars got up to, and. Uh, so I did cheat a little bit and watch <laughs> <laughs> the cinematics. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so unfortunately, honestly, I, I know people are always going to have their issues and there's no perfect best right way to do it. But the swiftness and the brutality for me, I was like, it doesn't give you time to even process or think. It's just it's visceral. You're just kind of shocked because it happens in a split second. You know, there's no premeditated thing. There's no setup. Um, and so I actually kind of like that because I think the tone of modern warfare and why people love it so much, it, it is gritty realism, you know, and it's not going to be a Bond villain having a chat while Soap is, you know, having to listen to a monologue, you know, it's just kind of like, it's in the heat of the moment. It's all reactive, you know, it's fast. Like real life, if it was real life. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, I think that that, that works and, and kind of grounds you in that realism and that reality. So um, it was just brutal, swift and, and shocking. And, and they were still in the middle of the fight. So, you know, there's not even any time to go look after them. You know, you're still under threat and whatever else. So it's like you see this thing happen to your comrade, but you still have to make sure that you're alive and safe and protected and the bombs are, are 
uh, disarmed. So it's like, I liked it. And I like that it happened right in the middle. It wasn't some kind of penultimate thing that happened like at the end. It's like, no, you still had to fight your way out of there and, and to, and to kind of do the thing um, while storing that in the back of your mind. And uh, I, I thought it was, was great. I mean, obviously it's sad and I know people are, are kind of crushed by it because soap is so beloved and, you know, you kind of had an inkling that they were going to throw something back to the original trilogy. And I know uh, Soap met his demise in that, too. So I don't know if people were surprised. Maybe they were. Maybe they're surprised about how it happened. But, um, you know, it always hurts to lose a, a great character that that people are fans of. But it's also part of, you know, the, the, the universe they're building and the stories they're trying to tell. You know, that, that comes with the territory, sadly. I think it's. It's surprising and it's nice, as you said, because the original, he obviously dies. So that part you think, okay, could happen. But it's surprising in the fact that they did a lot of development on the character in the second game and then just so quickly, you know, it's yeah. only a year later that he mm. dies. But I guess that helps with the shock factor and with the um, – and I, I think it had to happen to establish Makarov as this menace. Someone has to die to establish him. As otherwise, you know, he he might just be another villain, or he might feel like that, right? So, yeah, yeah now ramped up the stakes, you know, and it's sad to see someone go and, um, you know, because I just know so has been a beloved character for for so long. But you're right, you know, it it, it gets you more invested in seeing justice done and the the hunt for Makarov to continue. Well, you know, kind of feel. A little bit know what it's like when when you read the script for Modern Warfare 2019, you would have seen, okay, this is it for me. So, how do you think Neil's feeling when he read that and when he when he found out? Yeah, well, I'm sure they talked, you know, about it, and he's probably, you know, he's been sitting on it for a long time, and uh, as I did, and as most actors have to do, yeah, um, you know, it's got to be it's got to be tough, it's got to be hard, but I do think it also makes you appreciate. You know, it's so much more, you know, enjoying the kind of swan song and the journey all the way up to release and, you know, making sure you 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 make the most of your time on set and with your other actors and with your friends. And, um, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a great opportunity to kind of connect with the fans who have loved and support you and your character the entire time. So it is bittersweet, but um, I'm sure that that stuff was not not lost on him. I saw he did a really beautiful post on uh, X. Twitter X, Twitter, Twitter X, uh, as well, just kind of acknowledging it all and and just being very, very grateful and feeling very, very blessed, you know, in, in it. And I think that's a a wonderful way to kind of respond and appreciate. Very well said. Okay, let's have a look at some of these questions. <clears throat> uh I just don't want to make sure. Here we go. Miss Pat's fan. Thank you very much for the $25. That's going to go a long way. Very hey. much appreciated. One Modern Warfare 2 mission occurs in Amsterdam and they filmed there. How many places have you travelled to for Call of Duty, Alex? Chad. Uh, I've travelled to one place, uh, the Infinity Ward Motion Capture Studio, <laughs> <laughs> which doubles for every location around the world. <laughs> Thanks to wonderful digital artists and developers that they have over there. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Um, I, I did go to, after Modern Warfare 2019 release, and then they created Warzone. Uh, obviously, they started with Warzone Season 1, uh, Season 2. 
Uh, and as that was out there, they they had called me up and said, Alex is alive. This is what happened to him. This is how he's going to be represented here on out. So they actually called me up to go to Utah. Uh, I think it was that March, March of 2020. 2020, March of 20. I'm all screwed up. March 2020, I believe. I They called me up, um, never February, <laughs> sorry. It was freezing up there uh, to do a promo shoot. So I went up there with uh, Tulam. Who the uh, the real life hero who plays uh, the Ronin. Ronin? He's the Ronin operator. He's a legend. We did, yeah, he's... We did, a, we did day, two days of um, shoots, wearing kind of the costumes and rocking the guns, and um, you know pictures, promos, stuff for calling cards, and, and unlockables in the game, um, and obviously the, the the promo art and everything else too. And so we we went up there and did a shoot for two days. So uh, you know, outside of that trip to Utah, almost everything has been done in the uh, the Infinity Ward. Uh, motion capture studio and they just kind of add in the beautiful uh world global scenery in in the background and, well, and later let me change the question then so how many countries have you traveled to for snipe the sniper series i know you've been to malta south yeah. africa yeah uh man that's great it's um first one was in south africa we did the next two in, in bulgaria with a little dip into turkey on one and a dip into greece on another Wow. Uh, we went back. We went down to Bogota, Colombia <clears throat> for another one. We did one in Vancouver. We did one in Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, last one was in Malta. And I think that that, I think that covers all seven. So none have been shot in the States? None. none. <laughs> Not, one. Not for these. Wow. Do you think they'll ever shoot one in the States? Uh, maybe if it fits the storyline, um, you know, but I, I know that these movies have a very uh, big, a broad budget national appeal. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. So between budgets and considerations and, you know, trying to give things a more global international feel just mm. in the scope. Um, I think that's maybe a calculated, uh, decision on, on their end, but you know, half passport will, will travel. I actually, I had to update my passport. I'm like, are they going to keep my old one? I've got so many passport stamp memories of, of the wonderful places I've been able to travel. I, I would have hated to lose it, but they punched a big, big hole in it and sent it back to me, thankfully for my, my scrapbook. Oh, have you got a scrapbook? No, not really. <laughs> like to, I like to imagine I'm a little old lady who crafts once in a while, but uh, I don't, I don't have a scrapbook. It's, it's buried in my drawer somewhere. Anonymous, $15, thank you very much. No question. Just wanted to say you did a fantastic job as Alex, and thank you so much for being so kind to your fans. Oh, it's very sweet. Thank you for the donation. Everyone is donating, by the way. Thanks very much. I know this is a cause uh, close to Dan, and uh, your generosity is, is never lost on us. But uh, no. thank you so much. I really, it, it, you know, I think, like, the worst feedback I've, I've seen so far is that uh, they were mad you couldn't play as Alex in the campaign. And I think that that's just a testament to, um, you know, how people have responded to Alex as a character. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, we don't we don't get to do what we do without, you know, the fans, the gamers, the people who put their butts in the seats, you know, boot up the Xbox, et cetera. And so it's not lost on me, you know, the appreciation and so I, I do try to flow it back because, you know, as actors, if nobody watches or, or, or plays, you know, we're out of a job. So really, it's a, it's a blessing. Are you the first person we play with in the 2019 game? Uh, yeah, I think that that's the open mission where I I zip down the uh, out of the helicopter. Copy watcher will handle it. 
and then we go into there and we kind of firebomb uh that base and then kind of yeah yeah and then we get we we get uh railroaded by hadir in disguise with the gas masks and that kind of sets off the whole uh events of the campaign so yeah i believe it is the first you're the first playable character in the reboot modern warfare games yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool (laughs) lady Macbeth, love and miss you chad we need to play again soon can i get a yes ma'am Thank you for the yes, 20, ma'am. Lady Macbeth. For Lady Macbeth, yes, ma'am, all day. <laughs> Wonderful. She's, she's been supporting my streaming uh, since the beginning, back when I was trying to play Rust Maps with an LMG, uh, <laughs> not knowing what the heck I was doing. So thank you for hey, that. At least you don't have to reload. <laughs> well, that was, my, that was my, my theory. I was like, let me try to get in a high perch and just rain death. <clears throat> Sometimes it worked. Shout out to Lady Macbeth. She sounds like she's a killer on Warzone. Yes, uh, you know we can't. We came up with her moniker together. We we played a bunch of Warzone together, <clears throat> and she was. I think she was trying to figure out a new new um, username, and so I, I kind of came up with you know a play on Lady Macbeth because her name is Beth, Lady Mac, Lady Macdeath, because she's good. She's good at the game, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's always nice to have her on my side. Uh, how did it, how did you land the role of Alex? Fifteen dollars from Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I did it the hard way, man. I um, went in there and auditioned. I remember I auditioned with the uh, the director of uh, Modern Warfare Night uh, two thousand nineteen was Taylor Kurosaki and um, Brian Bloom was there. You know, as as a writer and um, producer, I don't know all his titles. I know he wears many hats over there. Um, so we they gave me like three scenes. And, you know, we got on the motion capture stage, you know, put some guns in the hand, did some movement. It's a, you know, video game auditions are very different because they're very dynamic. They want you to move around because of the mocap element, motion capture element. So, you know, they'll, they'll put the fake gun in your hand. They will have you move here, there, sit up, stand, walk around tables. They, they want to see the movement and the kind of life that you're going to bring to the character in that way. So we played out a whole scene like it was a stage play. It was really great. I read with Brian. Uh, I was telling Marty this the other day, uh, Martin Copping, that um, in the audition, you know, Brian's awesome and he's a super accomplished voiceover and, and theatrical actor on top of it. And he, you know, he, he, I remember he asked me, he was like, hey, is it cool if we really lean into the physicality of this scene? And I said, absolutely. You know, that'll, that'll help everyone kind of get in it, stay in it sort of thing. And, you know, that scene where I meet Farrah for the first time where I'm kind of shoved in, they put my ass down in a chair. You know, and then it's like, oh, Commander Kareem, you know, and then we ha- we play our scene. Um, that was one of the scenes I auditioned with, uh, a version of that, obviously. And um, I just remember Brian kind of had me around the neck. He's shoving me forward like one of Farah's guards would. Like, who is this? Oh, was he been stiff? Fidel kind of thing. Yeah. And then he set me down on a chair. <laughs> I thought he was going to break the chair. Uh, it was a wooden chair. And I was like, oh, this thing's going to give. Uh, but, it, but it held up. It held up. And we, we played the rest of the scene that way. Uh, so it was just a... Fantastic experience meeting Brian for the first time. <laughs> it, you know, nearly yeah, we auditioned the hard way. <laughs> Twenty minute audition. We 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 shot the breeze afterwards about sniper movies and some other stuff. And I didn't hear anything for six <clears> to eight <throat> weeks. So I just figured out ah, another one out there in the void. You know, onward and upward. Uh, and then we got the call for the game. We didn't even know what it was. So it just turned you out. You had to an be. inkling it was called though, right? 
I, I I started to put two and two together. I wasn't so familiar with the developers and this and that, who made what games. And like I said, I had played the Modern Warfare games, the, the original trilogy, so many years ago, but I was always a campaign guy. So yeah. I wasn't current with any of the other games. Um, but, you know, well before we actually sat down as a group with Taylor and Brian and the folks in Infinity Ward and my co-stars, I did have to go down to Activision to do like four hours worth of like, 3D facial scans and, you know, like phonetic type things for the voice to kind of get me digitally in their system. And, you know, and the parking spaces said Activision on the curb. And I was like, okay, all right, military game, Activision. I'm like, okay, I got a good idea that this is a, a Call of Duty game. What it is, I don't know. Uh, and we didn't find out till our first day of shooting what it was going to be. Damn. That wasn't that long ago, though, either. That, what was that, 2018, 19? Yeah. I think, yeah, 17 and 18 is when I 17. first started. Yeah, yeah you know, um, um, tail end 17, filmed all throughout 18 and kind of wrapped things up early in 19. I, I think that's the timeline, roughly. VG, Chad, what was your favorite part in any of the Modern Warfare games? Hello, and I miss <clears> your streams. Well, he still streams. He's he hasn't left. Yeah, he's still going. I, I'm still going. Uh, yeah, I'm not as consistent as I as I have, but I'm trying to get back into it. But um, uh, <laughs> favorite part in what was it for? What you, give us your favorite from the new from the from the last you know the last game or so. What was your favorite part in, of it? NW three. Yeah, and the raids or that this sort of new yeah. yeah. Well, I love the raid stuff, man. I, we had such a blast <clears throat> filming that. Um, Alex properly reunited on screen with, you know, Farah Price, Gaz, you know, true throwback to the game that we all filmed together. And I, I love that. You know, it's just kind of me and me and Gaz with that, like, what the hell is it? The Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger meme of, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the, the hand, the gladiator handshake kind of thing. You know, we're always kind of shaking hands and having each other's back. So I thought that was a nice throwback. Um, and I, I did love the raid scene, especially when Farah, you know, goes a little ape shit and starts yelling all over the place. And I'm like, okay, you know, we all we all know where this is kind of going. Like Alex knows her very well at this point. Uh, in Modern Warfare uh, uh, Three, I really enjoyed doing that dirt bike scene um, where we kind of zoom across the desert at night to investigate the plane that Dude, went that's down. That's a great scene. Yeah, I'm just getting it, it up fun. now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have any BTS pictures, but you know, they kind of rigged these poor man's you know motorbikes and that me and Spara had to kind of do the top that scene on it and so we kind of had to like do the wiggle thing and the bump <laughs> thing you know whatever but these things don't move you know and i'm like all right where would the where would the kickstarter be where would the gears be uh you know is it going to be a right throttle is it going to be a, a left throttle like what's how does this all so you have to figure all that sort of stuff out you know as you're going about and and filming the scene which was a bit of a challenge you know because we both thought we were going to fall off at a certain point <laughs> of the of the stationary uh rig that they had for us but i thought that was really cool and i just think that 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 interaction with far and alex really just kind of epitomizes their their dynamic you know or it's Great like relationship. Whoa, whoa, whoa whoa this this makes no sense you know and she's <laughs> like i'm doing it you know and i'm like okay all right what do you need <laughs> like, business let's go you know, i got your back kind of thing and so you know all i can do is represent the other side of you know far as uh charge right in there headstrong personality be like well here's the downsides here's the risk okay you're gonna do it anyway all right i got you 
Let's go. We'll figure it out. I enjoyed that mission too, and I had to save you again. Um, actually, no, I think I got you killed the first time I played it. Yeah, I and was then- tired of getting saved. <laughs> Locked in a vault. He's buried under rubble. You know, Coney Group has him at gunpoint. What would I do without my friends, Dan? What would I do without my friends? It's the same as Warzone. You're always needing to be revived. (laughs) (laughs) At least when I play, man. At least when I play, for sure. Hello, Dan and Mr. Chad. I have a question for you. How was working on Modern Warfare 3? Did you like how the story turned out? Love from Poland. Uh... I, I mean, I did, you know, like I said, I think I, I think I was in like, I don't know, was it maybe four or five, maybe six of the cutscenes. Um, so it was really, really cool. And like I said before, I was eternally curious how they stitched it together. I was, you know, curious to see what the other actors did in their, in their scenes. Cause I wasn't privy to that. Um, but I like it, man, but you know, I'm biased, you know, I, I want to see where this story goes. You know, these are my friends. These are my compatriots, you know, in real life. And of course in the game. So I was kind of hanging on every scene, you know, seeing where this where this went. And I, I enjoyed it, you know, and I, I feel like it's a great story and there's so much more to to tell. And, you know, there's a little bit of an open ending there. I mean, a couple of loose ends were tied up, uh, obviously, the post credit scene. But uh, and I won't say anything to spoil to spoil it, but um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really well done. Um you know, personally, that's me. But again, like I'm, I'm, I'm hardly a critic, just because I'm mostly incredibly grateful and incredibly attached to <laughs> this role in these in these games. What do you think is going to happen with with Price now moving forward? Because he's kind of gone a little bit rogue, as you said now, um, mm. and he could go a number of ways from here. I'm yeah. very curious to see how how they handle him because I I know in the original Modern Warfare Three I, I, it kind of feels like they're going down that route a little bit as mm. well you know just kind of um, yeah. yeah so I'm I'm just very he had, a, he had the ultimate um, you know we get our hands dirty so the world stays clean moment there at the end of the game uh, <laughs> and you kind of wonder what that's going to do you know to his to his psyche you know will we will we kind of see him you know, going even more off script, off grid, full cowboy, uh, you know, to get stuff done. And that uh, line epitomizes the whole, that line epitomizes the whole series, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. That's such a great line. Uh, I mean, there's, and there's so many great lines, man, from so many iconic characters and the actors nailed every single one. I have to say that, you know, and I know this is a a bit of a a tangent, but that scene with, uh, with ghosts in soap where they're, um, you know, basically interrogating the uh, the financier. I forget her name. Uh, the actress. Elena, yeah. Elena, yeah. But uh, <laughs> when she's like, "What's up with the mask?" He's like, "Died my face." <laughs> like just just deadpan, and I'm like, "This is brilliant. This is oh, so good. it is good, isn't it?" That was one of my favorite moments in in all of the scenes that were filmed. Uh, he, the, does so he remind you of Snake Eyes a little bit? What's that? Does he remind you of Snake Eyes a little bit from oh, yeah. G.I. Joe? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Snake Eyes, you know, only the hardcore fans know this. Snake Eyes doesn't speak because he had an injury to his throat uh, in the line of in the line of duty. So he never speaks because uh, it causes him great pain. So he's mostly just completely, you know, silent. And, you know, Ghost is not overly chatty either. And I think that adds, adds a mellow element of mystery and, and, and uh, danger in all the right ways. 100%. 
Rachel, what was it like filming Sniper Grit? Did anyone play any pranks on you during the filming? Thank you for the $10, Rachel. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. Great question. She's talking about uh, the the Sniper Grit film. Hey, is, that, is that the one from this year? Or yeah, last just year? released. It oh, released. nice. I couldn't say anything because of the, um, the ongoing actor strike, but it released at the end of September, so I'm kind of retroactively trying to catch up promoting it a little bit and putting it out there for people who haven't seen it yet. So Where can I watch uh, it in Australia? Just VOD online? Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, internationally, I'm not, I'm never sure. Yeah. Uh, I know in the U S that it's, it's everywhere and on all forms on all platforms. Um, I never know what the international rollouts are going to look like. Uh, can you usually buy them on hopefully. YouTube? Pretty sure. Yeah. Or Google yeah, hopefully, or whatever. yeah. Hopefully you can. Um, so, but that's, that's a movie I'm, I'm, I'm promoting. That's the one we filmed in Malta last year. We had a blast, um, doing that. I think it's our best one ever. Um, I, I, now I'm not recalling the question. My favorite scene, or did they play pranks on me? Why do you say it's your best one? Is it because of the? I, I, did I hear that there's a bit more comedy in this one than the others? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we started to lean more into that buddy buddy cop type of dynamic, you know, with our team. Uh, and this one is really got a. It's got a lot of laughs, and um, you know, but we also have a lot of hardcore heavy action, as you would expect from a a sniper movie. So. I just, it, you know, it's more entertainment. It's, it's pure popcorn. Like, you know, we kind of set that tone in the last one we did last year. And so this one has really uh, kind of upped the ante on all fronts. Uh, everybody has their really great moments, you know, with high stakes kind of comedy. Everybody from Dennis Hayes. Oh, that's good. Uh, Ryan Robbins, who plays Agent Zero, and, and myself, too. We get a few yucks in there. So uh, <laughs> really enjoyable film. And the feedback's been great so far. But uh, check it out. Check it out today. As far as any pranks that happen to me on set, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I'm usually pretty, pretty, pretty wary, so people don't like to uh, to do that. I, I sniff them out. How long does nope. it take to shoot one of those films? I think we're in Malta for about five five weeks, so I, about twenty five shoot days, roughly. I think is where we where we landed on that one. And that's the usual yeah. time frame. The usual what time? Yeah, yeah, roughly anywhere from twenty to twenty-five days, depending on the script, locations, and, and, and stuff like that. So, but Malta was a beautiful place to film. It's very cool, very historic, and uh, we, we we had a good time. When are they going to film one in Australia, Chad? <laughs> I've never been. I've never been. I know that's crazy. There for a set visit? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. You know, like I said, above my pay grade. Just happy when they give me the the the, the call again. It's cheaper down here for you guys, way cheaper with the dollar. And also the talent is incredible for the yeah. money. You should oh, yeah. you should sneak them go. It probably doesn't make yeah. sense for the All story. Right. but I'll pass it up later and be like, shut up and stay in your lane. Before we let you go. <laughs> Dan told me to say it. Uh, yeah, exactly. What was the differences between recording for 2019 versus Modern Warfare 3 for shooting? From Metal Myers, thank you for your time. Metal Myers, great question. Um, you know the one thing that because um, you know as actors, what we're we're prom- uh, predominantly doing is the uh, the cutscenes, the cinematic cutscenes. That's that's the bulk of our work on these games um, because you know as you're doing a first person shooter mission, you know you're not seeing our face. We don't have to do all that movement. That's kind of all in their system um, when you're when you're actually playing through the things like the campaign. 
so the, the cinematic cutscenes is is where we bring our acting chops. So we have to get in the, you know, if you've seen pictures, the the black spandex suit with all the, you know, the things so that they can kind of get get our likeness into their their technology, into their system. And, and MW19, I had to, it took an extra like 30 minutes to get ready because they would have to put the dots on your like certain points of articulation in your face. Um, but when I showed up to to start doing things earlier this year for the raid and stuff, and, and then of course the, the the scenes for Modern Warfare 3, they had figured out a new technology where they didn't have to do that process. You know, we kind of handled it um, remotely and a much months earlier, that was all kind of rendered and uploaded into their system. And when we were actually on set, we didn't have to go through the, the marker dot process, which is a bit of a pain in the ass because it's, those things are hard to get off. You have to scrub your face with alcohol. Oh, really? So you, yeah. both games, you had the face cam that comes off the helmet? Yep. In both games, yeah. 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 That's still there. The, all that technology <laughs> was still there. But the, the, the big difference in shooting for us was that um, apparently the technology has advanced so much, at least theirs, that we didn't have to do all the uh, the dot the dot work on the face to kind of capture our, our micro expressions. So um, other than that, everything else was the same. You know, I was fortunate to work with, uh, Infinity Ward again. I was very comfortable with the, the people there and the, their studios, obviously. Uh, Sledgehammer, um, this was this was their game uh, as well. And I know it was a bit of a collaboration. So I got to meet some lovely folks over there who were there on set and, um, you know, take notes, take directions from them in terms of like how the scenes unfolded and everything else too. And they were in a lot of the the voiceover sessions as, as well. So it was really cool. I, I got to meet uh, a bunch of other people from the other the other studio as well. So other than that, most of it remained uh, very familiar and the same as when uh, I did MW19. Miss Pat's fan again, 25. Thank you. Very generous. Thank you very much. Favorite memory from filming Grit? All right. Miss Pat's fan, thanks so much. I will not make fun of the Patriots since you're so generous. <laughs> she, we've played together and she's always yeah. on stream. Very generous there as well. But uh, I know she's a big New England Patriots fan for the American football fans out of there but they're having a tough season so i like to give her a little bit of grief <laughs> so good for you? so long who do you uh, go Brady. for yeah Chad, who do you i'm, I'm for? a las vegas raiders guy so i don't oh. i'm not allowed to say anything they're, they're <laughs> themselves yeah, um, yeah. yeah the question was favorite scene in sniper grit uh favorite memory filming favorite memory yeah uh oh man oh my gosh favorite memory in sniper grit i don't know i really feel like um some of the, the the scenes we got to film in some of the epic locations uh and and that that country is known for the locations i mean gladiator game of thrones they just got done doing napoleon there ridley scott which oh, of course really? i want to um, i want to see that yeah yeah so that's a that's a that's an amazing place to shoot film so many ama amazing productions have rolled through there through the years so um i think a highlight for me was was visiting uh, a place called endina which is a massive walled city that used to be the capital. And it was like created like 1400. I did a YouTube video taking a bunch of pictures as we got a tour around this place, like literally a completely enclosed city on the highest point in the island, which is not very high, but um, really, really incredible place where people still live, you know, the royalty of, of Malta and the Knights of Malta and stuff like that. So unbelievable church cathedral. So that was really, really mind blowing to kind of take in that, that history uh, there is yeah. as well, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, really cool experience. I want to go. Go. You've convinced Don't me. Wait. Go. Go right now. Favorite uh, 
Least favorite pop vinyl in the back from Xavier. Least favorite? <laughs> you can't, can't do that to him. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm looking over here because I have a couple over here uh, as well. I mean, if I didn't like them, I wouldn't have them, I suppose. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't have to answer. It's all good. <laughs> I, I, I suppose the Conan is redundant. So <laughs> we, we can get rid of uh, Stealthy Thief Conan, but we'll keep the OG Conan and Red Sonia. How's that? Well, well you are the weakest link. Big Mike, Chad is not only an absolute spectacle playing Alex, but an absolute legend as a person. I do 3D art for the COD content creators, and Chad gave me so much confidence in the very beginning. I made it into a career. I wouldn't be where I am without him, man. Wow. That's cool. Big Mike W, man. What a, what a kind comment. My gosh, fantastic. I, I don't know if you're aware, but Big Mike, he does absolutely incredible art and rendering. And uh, I've been flattered of the of the Alex artwork that he's he's done. And uh, my gosh, what's he? You guys should link up together and get some great YouTube original art together. That would be awesome to see you guys collaborating. But what's his socials? I gotta follow him. Is he on Insta? Oh yeah, Big Mike W. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Insta X whatever. His stuff is absolutely incredible. And um, I just reposted recently. He did a uh, Alex the Sidewinder skin on the Rust map which I just thought was super cool. You know, the old uh, Sidewander Deathstalker oh, wow. skin that he had uh, on original Warzone. So, Big Mike, shout out to you, man. Dude, this uh, I have no artistic talented. abilities. I have Mike. no artistic abilities, so I appreciate all the artists out there, and I'm always constantly blown away and, and flattered. Dude, Mike, this is a sick page. Yeah, follow him, Mike w, uh, MW on yeah. Instagram. Love it. Thank you for do the donation, and thank you for the kind comment for Chad. Uh, Lab was really happy to see you back in Modern Warfare 3. Hope to see you in the next seasons and Modern Warfare 4. Thank you very much, Lab. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. I hope that I hope the same. I really uh uh it's one you know, my Call of Duty has just been one of the with the best acting experiences of my entire career, you know. And and as an actor on top of that, to be able to return to something like I'm fortunate to do with the sniper movies, like I'm fortunate to do with Call of Duty so far. Uh, you know, it's the gift that kind of keeps on giving in an otherwise very tough competitive industry. So, you know, it, it does mean a lot to me and, and it's very cool to see all the love for uh, Alex out there continuously. So, you know, as far as we know, we're still alive and, and kicking unintended. <laughs> Before we get into this next little segment, I want to know, because you're in phenomenal shape, man, I'm guessing your diet is so strict. There's no donuts. There's no hot dogs. There's no Mac McDonald's. I mean, t talk, walk me through <laughs> your diet regime, your fitness, that sort of thing. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's very flattering. Thank you. It's the Zoom filter. We were talking about this. The Zoom. <laughs> you, you haven't clicked the physique Zoom filter. You got to try it. You got to try it, Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I. Um, I mean, look, I've always been active my whole life, uh, you know, playing sports <clears throat> beyond like, high school and college and just being a weekend warrior. So, you know, when, when, I've always liked to take care of myself and, and and be that way just for me. It's a high value that I have. But, you know, when you get into to acting and, you know, you, you want to play a, a real life 
GI Joe or a pretend GI Joe, you know, a soldier. So it's, it's always been important to me that I'm like, well, we should be able to look the part and, you know, whatever that looks like. And of course I grew up in the eighties and nineties, you know, and those guys were juiced and jacked, and, you know, <laughs> Oh, how's this guy? How's anyone ever going to beat him? Like, good luck predator. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and I think that the, what I've learned the most is, you know, diet is, is 80% of everything, you know, as they say, abs are made in the kitchen. Uh, so <laughs> I've always been really try to be very strict there. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm by no means a gym rat, you know, or John, I'm not, I'm not in there seven days a week or anything like that. So how often really, are you in there? Maybe two to three on a good week. You really? Know? So what are you, yeah. what are you eating day to day then? If you don't mind me uh, asking. I'm a, I'm a big red, red meat guy, grass fed red meat steaks. Um, it's just a powerhouse. Uh, just staying in touch with my my ancient Neanderthal tribal roots in terms of that stuff goes. But it's a food that just really works for me. So it, it's really, my diet is so simple, it would put people to to sleep. So if Dan falls asleep on you here, it's my fault. Uh, but it, really, it's just red meat a bunch of days. But I'll eat, or, you know, grass-fed liver. I'll eat venison. Just I'll eat meat, lamb. no veggies or anything, just straight I don't steaks. really do much vegetables, you know, sweet potatoes. Sometimes Sometimes I get some vegetables in there, whatever else. I do have a massive bowl of usually, like, very nutritious powerhouse fruit in the morning on an empty stomach. Um, but, you know, grass-fed, you know, red meat. It's not to say it's the only thing that I eat, but I pretty much try to keep that, you know, as 80 to 90% of my daily. And then, um, you know... I like I do like beer, Dan. So you know, I, I I do drink my carbs once in a while. Right. Okay. I was gonna say, what's your cheat meal? Oh man, I don't really, I don't I don't really know because I never, I'm just unwilling to get too far out of. <laughs> really, you're that strict, man. That yeah, is discipline. Because I don't I don't feel good, and I I suppose that like once you wean yourself off this stuff for so many years. If you go back to it, it's brutal. You know what I'm saying? You feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of like Princess Bride, you know, when they're drinking the poison and, and the guy's whole strategy <laughs> is poison every day. So you're kind of immune. And, you know, and sadly, uh, you know, if, if it was all donuts and cookies and all this other stuff, you know, if you eat it on the daily, I suppose your body will get used to it. I know as a kid, I certainly was was used to it. So now that I've been kind of off a lot of that stuff that gives me fits. Um, to get back on it is is just not a trade-off worth so having because I'll just feel so awful. So you might not have that, but there's got to be something, right? Where <laughs> you, you or you are that strict. I still, I you know, I mean, look, if I maybe I'll get into a pint of like almond milk or coconut ice cream, you know, there's there's a lot of like paleo friendly snacks out there that you know, cookies, crackers, some I, I like some avocado oil, sweet potato chips, barbecue style. Uh, I guess that could be considered a bit of a, a bit of a cheat, but you know, I don't, I don't, if it's not like paleo recipes, I really still don't mess with it just because, you know, the dairy, the wheat, you know, all that sort of stuff is just absolutely devastating on my old man guts at this point in life. So you know, <laughs> we, we've got our cheat codes. Wow, man. That's, I respect the discipline. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. Chad, can you see the screen? I um I'm gonna put up some images and I want you to just give us a quick, you know, just explain the image if you can for us. Um <clears throat> eventually. Oh, we're doubled up here. Let me um let me uh remove that so we can just see you and me. 
Uh, can you see that, Chad? Can you see that image? I'm on a bit of a delay on the on the YouTube stream. Can you um, click live on the stream? Live. Oh yeah, look at that live. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. Oh yeah. man, you Damn, see that image? You you're you're in the Instagram archives <laughs> on this one, man. Now I was visiting family in. Uh, okay, here's the story now. I was visiting family back in upstate New York for Christmas, and uh, yeah. I think one of my nephews had uh, one of these Batman, you know, ski mask type deals, and I'm like, I can't resist. I oh okay practicing my batman voice i don't think they're gonna cast me dan unfortunately i think they will yeah i did have my manager and agent send this picture over and i was like look if affleck drops the ball clearly <laughs> i'm a shoe in right didn't hear back, didn't hear back. <laughs> so that's a bit of a stitch up uh next yeah, one next that. one <clears throat> oh my god rock barnes uh really fun mockumentary i did earlier in my career right. uh <laughs> that one i don't even know if it's safe to comment on, on really? that so much has changed in the uh in the culture let's just say oh but, okay uh, <laughs> right. back, if they put me in some wardrobe that in some guy liner for the first time i'd never worn a mesh shirt hand to god before that uh <laughs> through mesh shirt and uh or white jeans or a faux hawk of that extremity. And then I, I do believe they got some guy liner on there uh, as well. So I don't know. Wardrobe did a great job. I mean, look at the wardrobe. Dude, style. you're the only one that can Jeez, actually. Questions. You're yeah. the only one that can actually pull that off. I've, I've, <laughs> no one else can pull that off, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's Memory brilliant. Thing. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone venomized me. I can't remember who 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 that was, but uh, they basically took a photo of me and and uh, gave me the um but the symbiote sim symbiote symbiote. How do you say it? Symbiote, yeah. Yeah, Secret Wars. That's when Spider Man came back with the 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 parasite. Um, I still have those. I have Secret Wars one through ten Marvel comic books. That's where the the black costume came from. Um, you probably love the new Spider-Man game, Chad. I haven't played it. I have a lot of friends that are in it. I mean, there we go. Black costume was always my favorite. That was that was the prime of my Marvel collecting, late '80s to early '90s. Have you got <clears throat> Have you got Venom comics? What's that? Venom? Venom comics or symbiote comics? I'm I might from back in the day. I've really fallen off the map. You know, I really go back and buy vintage, like old ones, number one issues, things that spoke to me when I was a kid or previous. Um, everything else I kind of read digitally just because I just don't have the space, sadly, yeah. for it, you know. But I do kind of collect for for value a little bit here and there. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, oh the Uncanny X-Men comic hey here. There it is. That hey, is a great comic, isn't it? Yeah, I might have got that. Uh, that's arcade. Uh, B villain in the X Men universe, uh, Murder World. You know what I used to do, Dan? Is I used to go to San Diego Comic Con. I used to I used to wait all the way till I wouldn't buy a damn thing, and then I wait till Sunday because all these massive comic book vendors would have a fire sale on the inventory because they didn't want to truck it all the way back to 
Colorado so smart. or, yeah. you know, whatever. So that's why I've loaded up on so many of my number one issues, um, and, you know, at, at a bit of a, a, a discount. But I remember picking that one up. I think it was like National Comics Day or something. So I went to a local shop and, you know, added to my uh, Uncanny X-Men collection that day. So are these collections still going or you've weaned off the collecting a little bit, as you said? I, you know, I think maybe collector is a generous comment. You know, when, when, when it occurs to me, like I was, I did a convention appearance in Albuquerque uh, this past summer. It was really great. Duke City Comic Con. And uh, I was talking with a vendor and I was like, look, you know, let me, let me what, do you, what do you got here? I'd like to, to get something that would, you know, hopefully increase with value. So I came across a, the first appearance of Rogue. From oh, the X-Men. Yeah. You know, and it was all graded in, in the plastic poly, you know, acid proof, you know, air proof sort of thing. Um, and I was like, well, this is kind of cool because I've always loved the rogue character and the X-Men characters. And it has value, and maybe over time it'll it'll appreciate. So it was kind of like investing in a little bit of art. So every once in a while I'll pull the trigger on um on stuff like this and just kind of stuff it into the, the comic book boxes I got buried in my my closet. But not a hardcore collector, but love it for man. sure. Every once in a while, we we add to it. No, that's it. You're a bit like me. That's that's kind of how I operate a little bit. I <clears> um <throat> I collect mostly Batman comics. Um, yeah, can't yeah. blame you. So many great ones, man. I actually have a hard hard copy. Like I don't know if it's an anniversary edition, but it's um my all time favorite Batman series. Hush. Oh, I've uh, got it. Yeah, I've got Jim it. Jim Lee. Yeah, who's my all-time favorite comic book artist, and Hush is one of the greatest, you know, kind of mini stories I, I think ever told of Batman. Um, and, I, and I love that. And I have a hardcover kind of graphic novel edition, you know, sitting right back behind me. My so. favorite is the Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if you've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably oh, my favorite. But Hush is top five for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very good. Uh, this photo here, Chad. <laughs> that was in uh vancouver environs um that was sniper assassin's end i believe who's we this had, dummy uh, supposed to be we had some dummies uh not a good conversationalist <laughs> as you can imagine um am i doing a better job than him yeah it was, yeah you're doing great you're doing great <laughs> he sets a low bar dan uh it, it was cold that day it actually it rained so hard it snowed uh, it was so cold, and uh, that guy needs a hat. Does that affect shooting when it uh, when it snows? Like, do you stop shooting? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes yes, sometimes no, because you have to match um, what you filmed before, and you know it, it can take you hours and hours and hours just to get through a scene, depending on how big and complicated it is. So complicated, so matching the sun, matching the shadows. If there's a stark weather change, sometimes you have to. Yeah, you know, kind of wait till it passes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just kind of had a dummy sitting. I believe they sat him in my cast chair. So I said, no, 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 please don't get up. You you have a seat. I'm gonna I'm gonna warm wander around and, and stay warm. But you good? You need anything? I'd never met him before. <laughs> uh, make sure he was accommodated. You know, as the lead of the, lead of the film, you do, you want to make people feel welcome. Yeah. And yeah, he did. He. I'm hoping he got a good payday. This guy. Yeah. For all the hard yeah. work he's doing, I don't know. He probably just laid around. <laughs> I'm sure he earned it. Uh, Dummy jokes, baby. Now this this uh, image here, this disgusts me. The guy on the left, he's a complete asshole. Don't you think? Yeah, I thought I deleted that. I, I've clearly yeah. blocked him. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
that was the first time we we hung out i think uh quite a few years ago actually yeah martin copping for those that don't know martin copping go follow him he, he streams as well he was a uh, lucas riggs and call of duty vanguard but uh fellow aussie i know you're, you're pals with him sounds like your frenemies by the way you're nah, speaking i love of. him he's a legend him. he's a okay. legend he is great he is great there it is frankenstein from uh once upon a time that was uh yeah that was day one i believe that was uh three and a half hours wow of, uh, air airbrushing uh those those um that stitch work was kind of uh they did kind of a latex pre-mold and then they just kind of glued it to you sort of thing so i had to run it all up and down my arms and the side of my head and neck as you can see and everything else too so that was a really fun experience uh do, doing that but it was about three and a half hours to get all the airbrushing on and about another hour at the end of each shooting day to to take it all off make it that looks a, real on the pack there it actually looks like it's, it's yeah in, uh yeah they had that that actually didn't play or really read in the uh in the episode if i could remember but they kind of had these i don't know almost like spark plug type things um as part of the procedure to try and implant a heart into mm -hmm. me uh i remember as the story goes so yeah it's kind of crazy that is not a nipple that is a it kind of looks like a tire valve <laughs> something a, there it is not a nipple youtube but don't don't be monetized. yeah i'm no i'm no scientist but yeah couple more do you remember this one chad i do that was um a movie called high moon that i did with sean patrick flannery and and uh, I played a, an old West werewolf hunter brought to the to the modern day, and that was kind of wow. like a, a training sequence thing that I I shot shirtless. Of course, you got to train shirtless, you know. <laughs> Obviously, uh, <laughs> I face paint on me, and I just got they let me swing around some like you know mini like double sided axe hatchet things. How long ago was this? It doesn't. It actually doesn't look like you. Yeah, we filmed in like I'm trying to think. I'm trying to work backwards when it was released because it took a while to get released because we kind of got caught up in distribution hell a little bit. Um, that oh, film okay. in 2016, maybe it came out in 18 or 19. Oh, so not, not that really not sure. that long ago, really. Yeah, we filmed it down in Texas, um, but it was fun. Got to be kind of an old West gunslinger, you know, kind of plop down in the modern age and um, fight fight werewolves, which was which was pretty cool. Two more. Ah, yes. What was the name of this? Uh... Damn giraffe had a name. Hamdi? Hamdi? I can't remember. They named it. We were on, uh, that's uh, Sniper Reloaded. That was the first sniper that I did, 2010, I believe. Uh, we're outside of Johannesburg, South Africa on a, on a reserve. And that's Claudio Faye, my director. Just had lunch with him this week. Super great guy, awesome director. Um, but yeah, we were we were on a reserve, man. So they they had you know little wildebeest. They had monkeys. They had um, warthogs would come running through the set. Uh, my wow. God, what else was there? Uh, you know, we were literally on a on a wildlife preserve, and this this giraffe just got curious about our filming adventure right there, and just kind of came over and. Super friendly. I heard wow. later, many years later, that giraffe actually got struck by lightning and died. What? Damn. I know, right? Can you believe that? But that's crazy. Also, uh, 
it knocked over our lights on one of our scenes and just kind of <laughs> smashed it with its head and knocked a whole lighting rig over, uh, which was oh kind of fun. Oh, my gosh. We gave him a pass. We gave yeah, him a pass. Yeah, wow. What's it like yeah. shooting in South Africa? That was wild, literally. Literally wild. Yeah. Um, elephants, and we had all sorts of animals in that in that movie and always on the lookout for for snakes because we we're what is it called the bush belt i think that's the proper yeah. you know term the flora and fauna out there uh but it was it was really cool it was super hot but um a yeah, i was gonna say yeah very hot country. and just a, a unbelievable wildlife and last one yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was season five warzone that was the uh the cinematic that we we had filmed and uh or i guess warzone 2 i think they dropped the 2.0 um but yeah it was at the time called 2.0 yeah, yeah it was at the time but uh <laughs> yeah that was the scene uh just after the scene we shot claudia dumit who plays farah and warren cole who plays uh graves and so we filmed that scene and uh, I don't know if Claudia's ever taken a serious picture. She's such a goof. Apparently <laughs> Warren is too. That was one of the first times meeting him and working with him. So uh, that was that was really Yeah, cool. I don't see many photos something of him like that. Him. So you've done well to get him like that. Yeah, something to mark. I, and listen, I, I have all respect for my fellow actors because I know we live in a social media world and the internet's forever. So I, I did email Warren. I was like, hey, man, it's kind of the only one that I have that's going to be serviceable for a post. And I think the fans will really oh, dig it. It's you're cool you're too nice, man. You are well, so nice. It's courtesy. Oh. Actor courtesy. You know, after you get the approval from the studio, just to make sure you're not showing anything proprietary in the background. But Warren was totally cool. He's a super chill guy. He's like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine, man. And I was like, yeah, I think they'll all love it. And it's it, it, it kind of reflects the personalities of, um, you know. And I, I think that's what I love about my Modern Warfare cast is they're just absolutely amazing people with great senses of humor. But then, as you know, the second is action. It's it's business, and it's leaning into the soldier characters and the gravity and the stakes of things. And um, you know, I, I really love those actors, and I love the I love them as people. And um, you know, the gravity that they bring to the uh, the characters is is uh, should be really appreciated because they there's just a there's just an on and off switch with all of us where we will clown and goof, and as soon as it's time for action, like. You know, it is business time, and uh, it's a testament to their talents. As we start to wrap up here, man, and thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Um, well, how do you keep so positive? And I know you do a lot of, you know, self-help, and you're constantly, you know, helping yourself and, and learning and developing. Talk talk to us a bit about that and, and how you keep positive and your mindset. Yeah, well, I think mindset's everything, man, and it, it's something that I've always worked on a lot for the last you know 10 15 years you know you reach points in life where you're like well not so satisfied with this this could be better and it's like all right you know what 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 can we learn what can we learn about ourselves and um you know it's always been something i've been fascinated with i, I consume about two hours of youtube everything from psychologists to stoic philosophy you know i'm always looking to improve i'm always looking to have develop a mindset um and i think it's doubly important in this industry you know as well it's <clears throat> It's 99% no's. And I've seen that absolutely ruin people's confidence, self-esteem. If you don't have a strong mindset and you don't have kind of healthy attachment, letting go of outcomes. And I just think those are great skills that no matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you do or call a career, 
you know, having a strong mindset is is always going to be a skill set that no one can take away from you. It'll serve you in every area of your life. So I appreciate you saying that. You know, for me, it's all about the gratitude. It's all about the appreciation. I mean, my gosh, I I I play pretend for a living, man. It's not lost on me, you know. And it's and I get to play video games that I'm in. So <laughs> could it, you know, <clears throat> if you ever hear me whinge and moan and whatever else it's like just block me immediately it's never going to happen just because you know i don't i don't go through life with a sense of uh of entitlement even though i think that that's probably easy to do once you get in the public sphere um and i, and I think that's just a, a part of growing up on the maybe wrong side of poor and just kind of earning everything that you have and just you, you naturally are grat grateful and appreciative for it and that kind of energy invites more so i try to put it out there as much as possible and and to, uh, to be an uplifter, you know, and it, it's nice to see the positive impact it has on, uh, on people, you know, it's all about the love, Dan. And I know you got it too. Thank you. No, it is. It's all about the love. And, you know, we don't take too, too seriously either. Don't take ourselves too seriously. Got to stay humble mm -hmm. and, uh, and just have fun in life. Indeed, man. Humble pie, asshole. Alex. <laughs> Alex is a stoic philosopher himself. So people just don't know it. Uh, Big Mike here. He sent another 25, so I have to read this out. Absolute hey, legend. Man. Uh, thank you for all the kind words, gentlemen. I appreciate what you both do, especially this charity stream. Last question. Have you ever had a Czech beer, Alex? Czech beer? As in C-Z-E-C-H? Yeah. I love a good Czech Pilsner. Absolutely, man. I, I, there was a brand that I was really into for a while that uh, I, I can't remember the name of it now, but... Uh, uh, the uh, Czech Pilsners are some of the best, best out there. <clears throat> they'll never, they'll never top a Belgian ale for me. <laughs> Excuse me, Belgian ales are my my jam. It's always the, the Belgian ales are my my favorite. But they are uh, Czech let's, Republic. They're, they're maybe maybe you meant Czech Republic. Is that what you're Czech saying? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. From the country, the, the that part of the world. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, they make a great Pilsner. <clears throat> yeah, I have had had some for sure. No, I haven't had one. I might have to. Try yeah. it. I don't know where I'd get one in Australia, but I'm sure there's somewhere. Got to go to those big fancy distributors. <laughs> they have more selection that you can handle, and your face just melts. Is there any? Um, is there a quote or anything you want to leave us with, Chad? That a philosophy or a positive affirmation that you'd like to share today? Hold on, I've got something. Yeah, I've got something here. I knew you would. Where is it? What is this? Well, this is a good one. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully this reads. Most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Yeah. That is so true. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Was it Lincoln? Probably Lincoln. You know, and I, I think the classic Henry Ford quote is something that I always dig to. And it's just, um, you know, whether you think you can... Or whether you think you can't, either way, you're right, you know. And I just think that that's love that a testament to mindset and you know, and, and to being present. You know, the past is done. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. All you have is the present moment, and <clears throat> that's kind of the principle that I always, you know, live my my life by. So, you know, I, I don't know. There's much more. I I love quotes like that, and I love reading Stoic philosophy, and as you say, personal growth and development books. I'm I'm starting to read Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Because I came yeah. across his YouTube channel and I thought he just has a he is such a punk rock version of 
personal growth and development that is really fun and refreshing. And is that, do you have a bit of that attitude now as well? Punk rock? No, like not giving a fuck. <laughs> I wish I was that cool. The the, <clears throat> the art of not giving a fuck. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, not, not, not so much. I mean, in, in so many words, you, you can still, you know, exercise the zero Fs to give, but all, you can do it in a very graceful, diplomatic, diplomatic way. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it doesn't need to be uh a hardcore punch in the face. No, exactly. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and I love his his yeah. main, main philosophy is just that, like, look, I'm not saying give zero Fs about anything or anyone at any time. Just be clear on what you actually give Fs about. 100%. Because that's not going to leave room for the other things that are not important kind of stuff. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of, if people sit down and do the why work, you know, why do I want that thing? Why do I want to become this thing? If they're very clear for themselves, and I know this was useful for me as an actor in my journey, um, is to really, and Tony Robbins talks about this. So many of the great teachers talks about this to develop really strong, good feeling reasons why you want something. You know, I want a million dollars. Why? Well, because my neighbor has them. Well, that's not really a good reason personal to you. You're probably not going to stay on the path. But if you can feel, you know, have those those strong personal whys for yourself, um, you know, and, and it helped me a lot as an actor because you knew you'd be facing a lot of rejection. So much is out of your control. Um, and it applies to every other, other thing in life, too. It's it's the one thing that's going to help you kind of persevere when mm. you have those kind of really deep, deep rooted whys in, in life. And if you take the time to do that, you'll certainly stay on the path and you'll you'll certainly keep moving forward. Yeah. And it's also about being honest with yourself, isn't it? And who you who you really are yeah awareness is awareness and choice those are the two the two things if you have awareness you can make the best choices and all life is all about choices and i find and i find the pandemic really showed a lot of us who we really are i don't know if you feel like that yeah 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 uh it showed me that i am born to be a half elven paladin <laughs> uh so if you know any recruitment offices I, I play a lot of D and D. Amount of hours of D and D, man. Uh, do you still play Warcraft? Wo wow, because I know you've played WoW for years. I, I used to. Not I have anymore. all my original boxes of the first four games and expansions, like sitting on my shelf here. I yeah. loved Warcraft for a good twelve years, and I'd come back and revisit. I did. I did come back and do some of the classic. They just relaunched. Uh, just to walk down that memory lane, but uh, I, I did. I did love the Warcraft for a long, long time. Mate, it's been a pleasure to have you on today. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I know everyone here has. Uh, and and thank you so much, man, again, for being so kind, generous with your time. And uh, I appreciate everything you do. Oh, Dan, it was so nice to hear from you, man. I'm glad we got this going. I know we've been talking for, uh, for weeks about this and, and staying in touch over the years. So everybody in the chat... Thank you for your your generosity. I, I really appreciate it. You had great questions. I appreciate you all coming out today. Make sure to watch and follow and subscribe to Dan. He's got absolutely amazing, amazing videos. And he, and he talks to much cooler actors than me on the reg. So, you know, go go look him up and, and go check him out and and uh, show all those other actors some love, love as well when you get a chance. So I hope to do it again soon, man, whether it's for Modern Warfare 4 or Raid 2.0. Season seven? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll let you know. Hey, even if you die off, you're coming back, all right? I'm forcing right. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies mode, baby. I'm into it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Is there anything you wanted to say to the fans quickly? 
Uh, nothing. Just uh, appreciate your your continued support of me personally of uh of the Call of Duty games that we love to make for you. And uh, you know, if you got a hanker and check out Sniper Grits, another franchise that I'm very proud of. And uh, I think you'll find it really, really entertaining and and fun. So you know, those are those are all my plugs. And now I got to go eat red meat, Dan. Say goodbye, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it and love you all. Take care. See you soon.